This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and sees our meagre attempt towards the Women in Horror Month whilst dealing with our own horror woman, Darcy. <coughs> Everybody and welcome to episode 133. I nearly yeah. didn't change that on the pad again. It's a 133 of Movie Drone. I'm snowed in, Steve. And I'm pissed off with the snow, Mark. <laughs> I think a lot of people are, yeah. actually. We haven't had it for that long, though. But No, but I thought it was about. gone last night and then I looked out the window this morning. It was all back. Fucking loads, mate, wasn't oh, it? No. I'll tell you what's been good for me and I've yeah. really enjoyed it is watching, uh, there's like a community spirit around my uh, way, which I don't really get involved in. So everyone's been like clearing all of the roads and that. They've been out there with the shovels and everything. Um, I'll tell you, I've been off work. I've had a bit of a poorly hand. But uh, they've been watching them. (laughs) (laughs) But they've been watching, uh, I've been watching them and they've been obviously cleaning it. And then obviously the next day it snowed again and they've been out there again. <laughs> and uh, the only people that have had, like literally had snow and ice all the time around their cars has been me. Um, but uh, who well, it's the not last laugh. of community laugh. spirit, is it, if they're not doing yours as well? <laughs> no, I, I suppose not. That's I, don't, what I, I don't move the car so oh, they right. can get right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, serves them right, doesn't it? Awesome. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice, mate. Mate, I've got to ask. Yes, mate. Why are you dressed like a Greek waiter with extra olive oil in your hair? Oh, um, funeral today, mate. What? It's not. It, not yeah. today. Yeah, it was a funeral today, mate. It's not. Yeah. Um, Mark, it's not. Not yeah. today. Well, it got was today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went well, thanks for asking. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, well, I forgot it was, honestly, what with everything that's been going on, well, not really a lot going on, well, but I mean, I've yeah. just forgotten again. Well, I didn't really want to let you know because of the sort of comments last time, you didn't really give a fuck about what was going on. So I thought, I'm not going to bother. Um, so yeah, that was today. Oh, Sue. In the snow. Sue, Sue. So sorry again. Um, you I, love I mean, doing it, mate. I mean, you? <laughs> you really should just I mean, fact checks before you go. <laughs> uh, I had to ask, mate. Yeah, I had I to you ask. think, oh, he's wearing a black sort of shirt and tie. wonder why that is. I'll, I'll ask before we record. You look like my last waiter. <laughs> When I went out. Sorry about that, mate. No, no, I presume it, it went all right, even though it, it did. Um, as per, I mean, being peed off with the snow, it was a burial. Right. So um, we had to... Hard to dig. Well, I mean, they dug it all right, but right. obviously the whole graveyard was covered in snow and it right. was just... They'd done a really good job at clearing the path, so... Right. Um, done in Prell. He had his Union Jack on the coffin. Did he? Um, we had the last post for a bugle. Oh, really? A little bit comedic, I'll be honest with you. I know it shouldn't have been... <laughs> But someone said they could play the last post. So, right, great. Written night, lovely. One of his friends. I mean, I could have had a go um, with well, my it. He said originally, I can play it electronically. Right. So we thought he'd turn up with a little boom box or something, whatever the kids call them now. No, he turned up with a real bugle. So I thought, oh, he's going to play it. So I filmed it because I thought that's quite a touching moment, isn't it? And while I was filming it, I noticed his fingers weren't moving. And basically it's a speaker in a bugle playing it and he stands there 
Pretend he's play, <laughs> pretending to play the bugle. I wish you'd do that with the guitar. I tell you, <laughs> I, I mean, it was buy a lo- one. It buy was it. a lovely touch. Um, <laughs> last post and all that, but I didn't see the thing of standing there pretending to play it whilst it come out speaker in the front. Definitely buy one. Yeah, for your guitar. Definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. Get Jamie uh, to to actually play it properly. Record it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I just stand, stand there. there. Perhaps I can send my loop pedal off to him hmm. he can record some shit on it and then i can just keep looping it behind me like i'm pretending maybe to just don't do it when i'm here anyway right <laughs> what else have you been up to sorry about that anyway mate. No. sorry sue um i hope it all went well i really do sorry i mean sorry i can't even remember you telling me i didn't because oh, you okay. don't care you've made that clear <laughs> what <laughs> i do just forget yeah <laughs> other than that mate been dealing with a snow week had I mean we've got a driveway that's like forty five degrees. Yeah. So two cars trapped on it. Luckily I had the spare one what on do the you road. Mean trapped on it. Well, someone decided to park like a thirty grand Merc at the bottom of the driveway huh? and the option was to slide the work car into there or slide the missus nice one into it. Right. So I chose to get the one off the road and been I've been using that and like you say, because I mean you've been inside, but I dug it out, then it fucking snowed again. <laughs> then I dug them back out and it snowed again. I got up this morning I'm like, this is the last time I'm digging these fucking things out. Mm. So, you know, but do you think it's weird? Like, not for you, because you don't give a shit. But we're all locked in, right? We can't go nowhere. When it snowed, I felt like even more claustrophobic. It was weird. I was, I started pacing, like, she's going, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do myself. I was like, well, you, you can do anything. Cleared the cars. I, I could have done anything. Mm. But I just felt hemmed in. I was just like, oh, I feel like a prisoner of war or something. Right. It was weird. I mean, some people that listen to this probably have, like, Snow, yeah. feet, feet yeah. of it all for the months. Time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they probably just think you're four days belly. of snow. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, we're all killing each other. But I mean, you might not understand this next bit anyway. But Sue Perkins, who saw that coming? Sue Perkins was Dragon. Yeah, you don't understand. <laughs> and someone else will understand that. Let them understand it, right? <laughs> and then my last thing for the week. I mean, you can confirm this. Jill doesn't have Facebook, does she? No. No. Well, I mean, she well, she well, saves uh, Candy Crush on it. I right, mean, she goes okay. on it and saves Candy Crush and then stalks oh, you for a little bit. Okay, this yeah. is... Because yeah. I keep noticing, right? And mm. but I go on there in the morning, check my notifications. Down the bottom right-hand corner, little green dot with yeah. Jill, Julian Roberts. Yeah. Right? And I <laughs> Does think, it still oh. say Julian? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, oh, she's on a stalk. And yeah. then it vanishes again. Yeah. So no, watch she, out if you're she, on Facebook. She's stalking. <laughs> she saves Candy Crush. Oh, is that what yeah. she's doing? Well, that's what she says she does. Okay. And then she does have like a little five-minute stalk of everyone okay. to see what just they've been doing. wanted to warn everyone. And then disappears and says she's wanted not Wanted to warn everyone, yeah, that did was you? all. <laughs> Brilliant. She's out there. How's your week been then, mate? Uh, I mean, obviously, I've got written down snow. I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of I'm not going to talk about the snow anymore, okay. mate. It's, it's a bit boring, isn't it? Um, I've hurt my hand. I hurt my hand. I've done my yeah. ligaments in my hand and it all swelled mm. up. We had like, you know, like Roy Munson's false hand yeah yeah that's what it looked like oh, no. it was all a bit uh a bit i couldn't really do a lot with it so i haven't oh. really been off work so i've got to be honest i've been quite enjoying um not really doing a lot I you've been really walking around in your booties uh, yeah, <laughs> like, in your onesie or something yeah i have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt i mean i haven't really got out of trackies so um so yeah i mean i've been quite enjoying it i've got to be honest i don't know where you get the problem of sitting indoors I don't really I mean, normally do I'd love it, mate. I, I don't know what happened that day. I was just getting a little bit antsy. I, oh, yeah. I didn't know what was happening. A bit anxious. I was nice. like, oh, I don't do it myself. Um, 100% Club. 
Yeah. Um, we've had quite a few people said that they're in it. Not we? sure I've old enough badges, mate. <laughs> I think you probably have. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think that they're uh, they're dead you, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So no. excellent. Yeah. So um, yeah, we've had a few people. Yeah lie and say that they've listened to all of it desperate for a badge and people love a fucking badge and a sticker mate i don't know what's wrong with people easily please though (laughs) good i'm happy with that well you gotta be to be the only 100 club it's not like i've had to put a lot of effort in to sort it out (laughs) i just email this woman i go look i need this and she goes yeah no worries pay us some money pings them in the post i'm surprised you get posts i ain't had posts for a few days Get it delivered to work, business, uh, mate, so you get go. business post. There we go, yeah. because of the snow. Yeah. Um, and California, we've had like 100-odd downloads. California, someone desperately wants a badge. So if, they, if you're the person and you have, do actually catch up, yeah. um, who's downloaded all the episodes this week, um, or most of them, from California, let us know. If you hit the 100% club... Mark will pay the extortion oh, postage. postage, mate. That's a lot of dollar. <laughs> Hold on for a couple. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just o- come forward. I'll be coming over to America in a couple of years, so then I can just do local post. <laughs> the more people in America that come forward and say they've got the 100% club, yeah. the better. Oh, right. What I'll probably do is nominate one person, send them all to them, and go, can you just ping these? <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Right, okay, so... <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay then, mate. Good, good. I'm glad you've had a nice day. Yeah, um, cheers for... <laughs> Have you got any thanks this week? Yes, mate. I've got thanks to St. Paul Filmcast, Right Stuff Reviews, a.k.a. Jeanette, Beautiful, WTM, Podcast HQ, Nerdvert, Forza Creld, The Legend That Is Ryan, Little Nick, Ronnie Castle, Movie Journey, The Dyson's Effect and Miles. So are you saying that basically um, if I could actually drive over to you, you wouldn't have cleared the, the snow for me? Yes. Okay, just getting that straight. Right, okay. So I've got special thanks this week for all the people who've gone an extra mile, mainly on the Twitter. So I've got Jill, Cassie, VHS Strikes Back, the lovely, lovely Miriam, Jamie Russell, Cinema Recall, Glynn, Sean Panda Nicholson, Emma at the Movies, Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T, Jamie Irwin, LJ Human, Ben of Film Busters, Sophie, Mike, Mike and Oscar and Ian McIntyre. Thank you all so much. Okay, I've got a spanking new promo. Positively. There's a lot of weird stuff in the news, like aliens, exploding pineapples, robots, zombie cicadas, drugs, stupid people, and penises. Lots of penises. And it's all real. Allegedly. I'm Mr. Positivity Wolfie T, inviting you to listen to me and my rotating cast of co-hosts discuss it all on the Positively Wolfie podcast. Unqualified commentary on allegedly real news. You can follow me on Twitter at PositivelyWolf1, and you can subscribe to Positively Wolfie podcast on your favorite podcast app right now. There we go. Well done, mate. Well yeah. done. Uh, so, yeah, it's brand new. Yeah. Um, not a brand new podcast, but a no. brand new promo. Yeah. He's I changed it up. Maybe we should do that with ours. A lot of people yeah. are asking us to. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, can you do promos? <laughs> yeah, we just like ramble. Yeah. He's good at editing as well. He can he edit is all great together. editing. Do you think he's doing anything at the moment? He'd probably be able to do it, wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay. Let's just send it to him <laughs> like, before this episode comes out and he just gets like random do something. jabbering. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's the uh, new promo yeah. for the Positively Wolfy podcast. What um, a great one is. It is, yeah. Unqualified commentary on allegedly real news. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, there was talk about an engineer who creates an app to translate cat meows. Would you want to know what your dog's saying? No. No? No. <laughs> I mean, I could guess what Ralph's I saying. I occasionally 
like to do a dog voice when I'm talking to him and pretend he's saying stuff back to me. <laughs> um, it makes me laugh. The missus thinks I'm a bit nuts. But do you? Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you want to share any or like the dog voice? No, I'll, do, I'll just sort of go, Georgie, do you want some dinner? Oh, yes, please, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> do you want anything else? Oh, yes, please, Dad, because I have some of that. Please. <laughs> do you imagine that's how George speaks? I have no idea. I'm, I imagine George got a really high pitched voice. Do you reckon? So, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so next time you do it, you're yeah. just going to remember that. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so um, he's with Chola of the Rouge Forty Five podcast mm. in the last uh, episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please listen to the Positively Wolfy podcast. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yes. Do you want to play your theme tune? Yes. Welcome to the Mark Reads Some Film Lines in Some Similar Voices and Steve has to guess the film from the Lines Read to Get Points game. Hashtag What's That Film? Here we go. Unbelievably still going. Jazz hands. So, <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> Who got what? And what was it? Well, we didn't get a lot of big scorers last week, mate. Oh. Uh, Glyn got four. What? LJ got two. Okay. Emma and Sean. Was it? Yeah, I don't think they've seen it. I, did, no. I didn't think they watched horror films. Is American Wealth in London a horror film? It is film? a horror. Perhaps he saw it. Perhaps that was the one that put him off horror films. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I struggled. Obviously, yeah, did. the Kermit impression, that sort of put me off a little bit. So uh, I'm interested to see what you're going to try and put I've, me off with this week. I've tried this one on Miles. Um, didn't go well, right. to be with you. Okay. All you've got to do is remember the high-pitched one. It's not necessarily an impression. It's just um, saying nuance towards being a woman, shall right. we say, because okay. I can't do a woman's voice. Okay, right. all right. Well, right. I don't know. Five points then, mate. What's that film? If I'm right about this, I could save a man's life. Do you know what that could do for my book sales? Uh, I take it that was the woman. Yeah. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't know. No. Four points, mate. Yeah. It's a film. When I say hurry, please interpret that as move your fat tub of lad ass now. That's not a muppet. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> big to differ, but um, uh, no, I don't no. know, mate. No, no. three points, off. mate. Going back to the men now. What's a film? I'm feeling a little woozy here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Was that like a little impression as I'm well? I'm feeling a little woozy here. I take it you know I've seen it. Yeah. Oh. Not a good impression. No, I don't know. No? No. You'll get it on this one, mate, ready? Two points, mate. What's that feel? You hang up on me again, I'll catch you like a fish. I mean, is it? Yay! Hey. There we go. Yeah. I don't remember those other lines. I mean, yeah, I actually remember the woozy one. Yeah. Um... I'm sure I remember the Oh, yeah, I suppose I get it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, there you go. Well, I can't always do the top lines, mate. I've got to make no, it difficult no, to people. No, no, good. Not everyone can get five every week. Clint. I think it helps if I actually, once I've guessed it, I actually do understand where the other ones come from. Yeah. And I do this one. It's yeah. About the first it, one. It's ever. not easy, mate. I, after the one you did for me, I can appreciate how difficult it is. Okay. But for one point, for anyone else who hasn't got it, what's that feel? Do you like scary movies? There you go. There's your money yeah. shots. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, that's interesting, then, mate. Let's mm. see what uh, what comes back on that one. Yeah. I'm not quite sure uh, if everyone shares uh, our love of uh, that genre. But, yeah. uh, there you go. All right. 
Yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes, mate. This is Mark's Mail Sack. There we go. So uh, I believe you're full up this week. I'm full up on my sack, mate. <laughs> my sack is so full, it, we're going to have to roll some of it over. You are, yeah. Problem is we're rolling the topical one, but uh, so next week yeah, you won't but, make a lot of sense. You know, it came in just before I had a funeral, so unfortunately I was in a funeral, so I couldn't <laughs> add to my notes. Hence, you well, know, I mean, you could as much known. as you like to slag me off via email saying, <laughs> you know, Mark's yeah. already printed his note, so he can't do it. <laughs> And using them excuses. Uh, do you know a reasonable what? one. Do you know what? I was cussing you a little bit earlier because there was something that I needed. And then, yeah, you were going to send me a screenshot of something and it took ages. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, fucking hell, what can he possibly be fucking doing? Yeah, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> they frown at phones at stuff like that. Uh, fair play buddy yeah. right okay so do you want to tell people how they can get in your sack we still want questions we still want to keep it full yes mate they can get us on twitter or instagram which is the same handle which is at movie underscore drone or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com okie dokie so moving on this yeah. is the next section and this is the section that we love to call question, question time question time question time Time for the question, question time. Question time, question time. Time for the question, question time. And there we go, mate. So who did you choose this week? I believe you've got a couple. I've got a half question from Sophie. Um, we're going to roll a topical question over to next week. We've got a bit more time. Should we do that one first? So I'm just going to do it on the, on the fly, really, because I've not actually prepared anything to this. But let's have a chat about it, shall we? She said, it's short and sweet. She watched Greenland at the weekend. What a pile of shit. Um, And it got me thinking, given how bad Greenland and the likes of Olympus and Fallen are, is it time Gerard Butler called it a day on disaster movies? Laters, Sophie. (laughs) Laters, taters. (laughs) I mean, disaster or action, I suppose. I mean, Olympus or movies. Yeah. (laughs) What, really? Well, I'm I'm just putting, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm just saying. I mean, I looked at his discography, yeah. his filmography, discog- yeah. no, discography is music, and yeah. I don't think he's done a lot. <laughs> no number ones or nothing. Um, his filmography, and I can't say he's done much else, really, um, probably since, I don't know, it's like last 10 years, I think. Right. Most of them, he's got Geostorm and all the Has Fallen ones yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, I suppose you could say the same about someone like Tom Cruise, though, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp but it's just I suppose about what franchise you've ended up in that mm. has fallen franchise has been a little bit shit on it yep. with the CGI I think he's an average actor don't yep. think he's amazing um, but I do think that he should stick to his strengths much the same as you do obviously with your <laughs> wood whittling or whatever yeah. it is you do and I suppose he does I'm sure he's got a multi-million pound mansion yep. can afford to retire but I don't know I'll watch him I'm what with you mate average actor average films average output I don't think he's going to go anything above that. But they hold their own. It was one I really liked. Was it Laura Biden Citizen? Yeah, yeah. I've watched that reasonably often. I enjoy it. I don't find him amazing. I don't find him particularly shit. The films are always of a level. Hmm. Um, And I suppose there's got to be those people that you pay average wages for, for an average film. When they look at, I suppose they sit down and look at the budget and think, are we pumping 30 million into this? 80 million, 120 million and getting the top actors? Or do we punt this at a little bit less, get Gerard Butler in, know we'll cover our money? It is what it is, isn't it? I mean, I keep watching them, even if I hear that they're a bit poopy. I just, uh, I like a disaster film. I mean, it's not that I enjoy all of them, but it's something to watch. Greenland was what it was. It was something fresh. It was something new. It kept me entertained. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't 
play it was oh it was great you got to sit down and watch it but it was what it was mm. I didn't expect a lot else I didn't okay. expect probably more than what I got okay so so yeah, so we're your neck saying, inside, basically. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he cares what we think anyway. Well, it's not, you know, so. average teachers. What do you do? Sackle the average teachers? <laughs> you can't. Not everyone can be a great teacher, but you got to fill the jobs, don't you? <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So we're saying carry on to uh, to Gerard. Yeah, Butler. Yeah, carry okay. on, mate. All You've right. got our support, Gerard. Do you want to come on chat about your new <laughs> shit film? Please do. Okay, I'm excited about that new Jim Cummings one. Yeah. It's a horror film. Yeah, yeah, looks good, doesn't it? Uh, so, okay, on to the next question then. So, we got a question from Mr. P, played his pr- pr- promo, so we're going to do this. And he says, hi, Stephen Mark. Basically, while I'm emailing you with my new promo, I might as well chuck a question in, you know. <laughs> you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And he says, on a recent Positively Wolfy podcast, we talked about the conspiracy theory that Helen Keller wasn't real. I know you guys like a biopic, so with that in mind, what biopics or based on a true story movies seem too good to be true? And he's given an example of Harriet, with Harriet Tubman apparently having psychic abilities or even being a miracle worker. And clears up saying people think Helen Keller was either not real at all or totally faking it. Says, many thanks, Mr. P. Excellent. Thanks, Mr. P. So, uh, yeah, biopics do like a biopic. Yeah. I mean, there's been some indifferent ones, in my opinion, that we've had recently. So what you got then, mate? Well, the problem I got, mate, is I think I'm a bit of a sheep. I kind of struggle with conspiracy theories. I can't imagine the effort you need to, like, go with one. Like, I just think... I believe the most rational answer because it's the easiest option. And if you don't question the rational answer, like people keep going on about. I mean, Elmo loves a conspiracy theory. Yeah. He is tiresome with them. I tell you, he'll come and he's found this thing on the internet that some bloke who said this, and then they get two clips, and he's like, "Well, it's got to be it, and it's got to be it. We're all aliens." I just can't can't buy him with it. But anyway, <laughs> so I'll start with a little simple one. Sally, right, right, bloke landed a plane. On a river. Right. <laughs> I know it's true. I know it happened. Too good to be true, though, isn't it? Right. He landed a plane on a river. Right. <laughs> I mean, you did see him do it. I know. But he landed a plane. Like, it's a big one. <laughs> on a river. Right. Okay. They, the conspiracy, mate, it's all made up. Never did it. Right, well, I've got two. Um, I'm going to do both at once, okay. you know, it's roughly the same time. So I've watched a couple that I really did enjoy. And at the time, I did think, you know what, they, I mean, I'm going to say not too good to be true, but they are such good tales mm. and stories that I imagine that some artistic license was actually, um, I suppose you could say in that road, too good to be true. So I've got The Untouchables yeah. and Braveheart. Okay. And when you actually look into them, I mean, they're, they're great. You haven't seen Untouchables, have you? Uh, I don't think so, no. no I think no. it was on the list of stuff that okay. I was gonna, maybe yeah. going to give you. And obviously Braveheart, uh, that we know, just up the road. Yeah. And I looked into it after seeing it, and it turns out, obviously, the character of Elliot Ness wasn't so much of a boy scout. He was portrayed in uh, in there, and the raids were not as exciting. And then Braveheart was all over the place with the timeline, the characters, the kilts, the face paint, everything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the actual films themselves, I really did enjoy so I put them into that category of being too good to be true. So, you, yeah, you saw a film, thought this is too good to be true, so mm. then ruined them for yourself. Yeah, like I normally story. do, yeah, that's yeah. the problem with biopics, <laughs> unfortunately. Most of the ones, I mean, the couple you've given me recently, A Beautiful Mind and The Blind Side, turned mm. out not to be the films that, uh, or the actual true life that 
the film portrayed. So mm. do keep ruining it, yeah. Well, I say you might ruin these for me then. Right. But I've got Catch Me If You Can. Okay. I mean, what, he got away with and blagged it, right? If I'd tried it, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And I'd just fuck it up straight away, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. And they'd just be a little bit embarrassing. But my main one, mate, is Imitation Game. Okay. Right? Now, I know this happened, but this bloke, right, He's got that many computers. He's got all these bits. I mean, I've, I've tried making um, some speakers this week. I soldered the amp on the wrong way around, fucked it. So I've had right. to order a new amp chip from China because right. um, I put it on with the wrong orientation. So he's got this many computer bits, all these bits and pieces and stuff, all these cables and wires, and it's all planned in his head. And he's convinced it'll work, right? And he's got funding off the back of him thinking it's going to work. And that plowing loads of money into this huge budget huge amount of man hours and everyone's going this ain't gonna work and he's going no nah, no nah, trust me it'll work it'll work and it worked right i don't fuck I, I cannot get my pad to work on my projector following a simple youtube video that tells me how to do it right what just just can i just interject yeah is the story not that he didn't create that computer though i think it was a polish computer he just made faster is that not the truth well, in they, the alan turing thing well, yeah, but he did all the code breaking and stuff. My pad exists and my projector exists, right? right? I can't get him to work. <laughs> this bloke's breaking Nazi codes with shit. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. I can't get in my head that someone is this intelligent. Right. Right? Because if you said to me, I can get your projector to run a kettle and boil it, you've still got, <laughs> right, I've got the projector, but I've got to get it to boil a kettle. I don't understand how these geniuses' brains work. Okay. And I'd, I'd love a little bit more intelligence to either well, be able this, to do mate, that. I'm happy to sit down and talk it through yeah, with you. Yeah, I'll say, a bit more intelligence to either do that or answer a question properly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Either either. All right, then. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, then. Thanks very much, Mr. Yes, Positivity. And sorry. Okay, then, mate. Do you want to move on? Yeah. We saw a film. We did. We've been given a film that's currently 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. is an 18, one hour, 38 minutes build as a horror with a synopsis of Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenager who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. $1.8 million budget, grossing $34 million. This was directed by Brian De Palma, based on a book by Stephen King, starring Sissy Spacek, John Travolta and Piper Laurie. It was 1976's Carrie. Did you bring a clip? After many hours finding one, mate. Can you tell me, Ma? <laughs> and God made Eve from the rib of Adam. And Eve was weak and loosed the raven on the world. And the raven was called Sin. Said. The raven Why was called Sin. Why don't you tell sin. me, Mama? Said. No. The raven was called Sin. Ooh, woman. And the raven was called Sin. And first sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. So who gave us Carrie then, mate? The lovely, lovely Miriam. Yeah, another surprising choice from Miriam. She keeps surprising yeah, us. Yeah, but we snapped her hand off, didn't we? we well, like, I mean, we didn't really have it planned, did we, as no. to which one we were going to do, and then no. we had a look at all of them, and yeah, we just sort of sprung to the front. Yeah. So sorry for not announcing it, Miriam. Yeah. It's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So uh, we did watch Carrie. 
yeah. for lovely Miriam. We did. Or what did you think of it, Mike? It's been a while, mate, since I sat down and watched this one. I've seen the remake probably more recently. Not a good Which idea. Which one? Was two, uh, wasn't there? Was there really? Yeah, well, I didn't, right? So I searched for carrots. It's quite difficult to find. I searched for it and I thought I'd found it. And then I realised it was a remake that I hadn't seen, a TV oh, really? remake or something Ooh, from really? 2002 or 2005. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I didn't realise that existed. Oh. I've seen the other one. but Yeah, yeah the Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz one. Yes, yes, I've seen that. Um, bit but, of a shame, that one, but mm. there we are. Um, but, yeah, it's been a while. Um, and actually sitting down and watching it properly, I think this is one I've seen a few times well, I've seen loads and loads of times but the last few times I watched it it's sort of been uh, in the background one or I might be doing me ironing or something like that I don't know but it's, I actually sat down and watched this one got myself a little bowl of popcorn and I was like here we go here we go you know what it's the most I've enjoyed it in years I really enjoyed it mate it's one of them I got real enjoyment out of the first five minutes anyway um, I've got this little thing where if there's any boobs on show I have to shell boobies and I was going, boobies, um, which was quite enjoyable. She found it hilarious. Um, I this is a thing. This, oh, Yeah. No, <laughs> right, if, if there's any nudity, oh. I'll go, boobies. Oh. And she oh. goes, what the fuck? Great. I can't help it, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm six. Yeah, I'm, I'm apparently I'm six. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a really good film. It, I don't think it's aged particularly well with some themes within the film which we can get onto in a bit but overall as a film i really like it okay i mean i haven't seen it for a long time as well vhs <laughs> probably yeah. was yeah probably was um i loved the film when i first saw it but for some reason i haven't watched it yeah. a, a lot again um i have seen one remake i won't be watching the tv one i wouldn't no. have thought Apparently, what first film adapted from a Stephen King book? Yeah, apparently. Um, so. I haven't read the books, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, like enough. Two and a half grand for it or something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've heard that it is probably the best, if not one of the best, um, adaptations of the book. Okay. Um, that's what I've read. And, um, I mean, the opening period scene sets the mood perfectly, I think. Yeah. I think as a, an opening scene in the way that they introduce you to the characters and set the dynamic. I don't know if there's many better that no. I've seen. Inside that first 10 minutes or so, you understand everything. You understand whose side the teacher's on. You understand enough about um, how sheltered Carrie was. And you get that all in that, that minute. And you've got this like pornographic sort of soft camera lens with this really mm. the really weird sort of floaty music. And can't actually think of a better opening to a film that I've seen um, recently, no, I think I'd agree. I've, I've got it's it's sort of great in um, the way it's shot and the feel of it, and like you say, the way it's scored and it comes in. But it's quite traumatic at the same time, and it because I think it gives you, I mean, not so much you probably, but it gave me quite an emotional closeness to Carrie mm. in the way you sort of feel sorry for her and the way she's berated, and I think. That closeness is formed very quickly at the beginning of this film, which might have taken a, a lot longer to get you used to that character and liking that character and feeling as close to that character. It might take another 10, 15 minutes, but they sort of do it within two or three. And then you've already, like you say, you know the protagonists are, you know the people, and you feel sorry for her, and you've picked your side already. Yeah. Um, and it's, what, five minutes into the film? Easily, yeah, yeah. Not not that long yeah. at all. Um, I do like the fact that you get to see a glimpse and just a glimpse of her supernatural powers. Yeah. Um, and it is just a light bulb. It could yeah. be anything. Yeah. But 
I mean, obviously, if you, the first time, I didn't really know what it was. Well, neither did obviously, she, really, did she? No, I suppose I not. I suppose that's I suppose a good not. thing. It, it's similar to like a, almost like an adult Matilda, isn't it? When Matilda does something <laughs> and she thinks, what the fuck was that? I think that she obviously had a lead up. And I wonder, I mean, I don't know whether it was ever explained in the film. I can't remember how bad I only watched it a couple of days ago. But that whether them powers come with her becoming a woman. Right. And whether or not she didn't have those powers before, but because obviously she had her period then, mm. is that happening as she becomes a woman? Do them powers sort of come on then? Mm. Um, I don't know if that was explained, I'll be honest. I mean, it did bring back to me my crush that I had on Sue, okay. Amy Irving, yeah. at the time. Uh, I did like Sue. I okay. brought that all flooding back. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see her again. It wasn't a total... Um, I, I didn't love everything in okay. the film. Yeah. I, I find the extreme religion sometimes cartoony right i yeah. found her mum a little bit cartoony horrible sometimes. shit though wasn't she? she was yeah yeah i just found it a little bit over the top to the point that it was sort of comical yeah. i mean right down to the fact that the creepy jesus under the stairs looked like brian may which <laughs> yeah. uh which was like dragged he me reminded out of me of the one out of um dogma right Do you okay. know the statue where yeah, he sort yeah. of yeah yeah but yeah, uh, her mum. Even though I think it was uh, was well acted, I, it's it's very difficult for me to sort of understand religious extremism. I can probably understand it a little bit more when we're dealing with terrorism and stuff. Yeah, I sort of found this a little bit uh, owing on the side of sort of cartoony in some places. She seemed to be um, a little bit OTT. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose, but in a way, it sort of sets it up. We're skipping my head. It sets it up for how mad she is for the end scene, doesn't it? I suppose yeah. she's got to be that extreme to make that work. But I do get what you're saying in that it is quite stereotypical of someone of that ilk, yeah. of that extreme. I mean, like I say, I'm not saying it's perfect. There are plenty of things in here. I've got issues with and being British we will thrash them all out and concentrate on the negatives of it but I think there are loads of positives within it and I felt this time particularly I think of me being of more of an age of understanding this I think I'd have been a lot younger and not so much into movies for what you get out of them rather than just watching it and just for what it was but I think it was very clever at playing mind games and questioning in your head who you can trust and who you can't trust and you even start questioning yourself. There's a scene with the teacher where she's really sympathetic to Carrie, but the next minute she's walking around smoking, weirdly, in the office. Um, And then she's going, Jesus, it's only a period, and not almost showing a lack of sympathy because she goes back into being really sympathetic. Um, And it sort of does a great job at mixing your emotions, watching it. Like um, there was, You can watch it with anger, you can watch it with happiness, there's sadness. You're sort of cheering, carry on. You're feeling sorry for the teacher. It's a real mixed bag of mixed emotions throughout the whole film, I felt. Yeah. I liked the uh, most of the characters and the different dynamics going on. I did like the the one between Carrie and the teacher. Yeah. As I said, Lovely, it got it? a little bit confusing at some points, but yeah. later on it certainly um, developed. Um, Billy and Chris... I thought that they were, um, I mean, they were arseholes, yeah. weren't they? I mean, instant dislike to her. I thought it was really weird, the teasing that she'd done in the car with him. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to see John Travolta, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe I, one of his last good roles. I think I'd honestly <laughs> forgot he was in it. It wasn't until I got the DVD thing um, that I saw he was in there. I found some of the, them scenes with those two a bit outdated. Right. Um, 
like when he smacked her on the head, I yeah, wanted to yeah, punch yeah. her. There were certain scenes in there I was thinking, like, lot. I mean, the teacher slapped her, which I was sort of like, yeah, fucking give her a backhand. <laughs> I mean, it, that that used to happen. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you ever got the cane, did you? No, I got a blackboard brother right. swished past me head until oh, no. it went smack on the so back you, You've wall. never had the cane across no. the arse no, in the like, headmaster's office? Mate. Okay, no. no, that I mean, that did used to happen. Yeah. And there was, like I say, some of the teachers at school, they used to hit people in the head with those things yeah. and give them a slap and all sorts. I've seen it all, mate. Yeah, yeah it did. I mean, term. I can answer, but I mean, I suppose we are going back to. We have to think it's nineteen seventy six. It was made to, perhaps it was acceptable to smack your girlfriend then, but it did make my blood boil a bit when he hit her because I was like, "Go and bite his cock off, <laughs> bite it." I would have had an. Yeah, I mean, I like to see dynamic between Carrie and Tommy as well. Yeah, as that developed, yeah, it was actually, I liked Tommy. I thought Tommy was yeah. was uh, was a decent character, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, going back to that bit in like. When I was saying about them playing mind games on who to trust and who to not, it turns out he was a good guy and he was a nice guy. But it got to a point where they were, he was really reassuring me when they went to the prom and he was really nice. And then he sort of kissed her and I'm thinking, Ooh, is that mm. the thing he did back then? Or and I was trying to work out how honest he was. And I think he was genuinely a nice guy and she was a nice woman. Is it Sue, the one who was yeah. sort of there? And Watching her at the beginning scene when she sort of was smiling and joining and joining in and being one of the sheep, it did put real sort of thing in the back of my head of how nice is she? And it turns out they were nice. Yeah. But yeah, he was a great character. I agree. I mean, Sissy Spacek performance was great. I mean, she was yeah. 25 when she done this. Yeah. She was supposed to be playing 17 year old, but she really wanted the role apparently. Yeah. Um, I thought she was uh, really good. Yeah, she d- does like an evil look very well, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. She pulled off the vulnerable but vengeful sort of character well in that I did believe she was downtrodden and she really lacked confidence. And that turning point when she was fighting against her mum and fighting against everyone, I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, decent supporting roles from quite a few people. Um, Norma, she was uh, yeah. she was quite funny. Um, I read that she burst an eardrum in her death scene. Oh, really? With the hose. The hose hit her on the side yeah. of the head and burst her eardrum. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, apparently. Jesus. So it uh, done her equilibrium. So actually when they sort of like get her and take her away, she was actually uh, properly knocked out pretty Jesus. much. Yeah, yeah. Christ. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, I had a problem with that. Health scene, and safety in the know. 70s. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, it is known for a few scenes, yeah. really. I mean, I've got three that yeah. stand out for me. Um, one is the shower scene, yeah. as we mentioned. I did find, when we talked about the score earlier, I did find that some points the score didn't seem to match what was happening on screen. Okay. And I think that, for me, it was sort of like I tried to watch it by either blanking out the score or listening to the score without watching the scene. It just yeah. didn't seem to gel. Okay. Um, but I think overall, I thought the score was good. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so sorry, I digress there. So the shower scene uh, did lead seamlessly into yeah. her overly religious mum um, and all shot in like a soft slow-mo as well. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting, probably for its time, fairly uh, unique. I yeah, thought. I thought they had a few scenes with unique shots. Yeah, and then I think that the film, I mean, I, it was totally watchable all the way through, but obviously my next standout scene for me would be the prom. 
I thought that was great. I've, yeah. died, I've got down. I think it's honestly. I thought it showed some of the best film scenes ever written yeah. and filmed. Um, and the way they'd use the camera. I mean, the one where they were um, dancing and it was spinning round them made me feel a bit sick. Did it? I yeah. thought. I, I'd imagine for the time it was like white groundbreaking and someone going i've got an idea let's try this but i thought it looked really really yeah, good i did look good that's probably why it made me feel sick yeah. it's been described as heavily hitchcockian mm-hmm. in its suspense right uh, i found that some of the bits lingered a bit too long yeah like when they were like pulling that string <sighs> and it was like just pulling it and, pulling, and, and i just felt sort of slowly walking around the front it of the was, stage yeah. to have a look yeah yeah and I, I found that that sort of went on a bit too long but it did set the suspense i think it was something um, quite new. The split screen payoff scene took him six weeks really? to put that together and in post okay. editing, which I thought was good. But yeah, the change in Carrie and when she started, obviously, it was a little bit, I'm going to say not comical, but it wasn't a great sort of like with the fire hoses and stuff like that, was it? It's not described as a horror film, this is. No. It? No, I did struggle with some of those kills. Um, I mean, I've got Elders of Bucket knock you out. I've been it only by a bucket. I don't lay flat out. I mean, he basically stayed. I felt sorry for Tommy getting hit with a bucket, but I would have gone, ow, that hurt. There's a bucket on my head. I might have cut me open. It's a metal something. one. We'll go outside, mate. I've got a metal one in shed. Gladly. Yeah. Gladly. I'll, 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 let's I'll, do I'll, it. I'll swing round. You stand <laughs> on top of your shed and chuck it on my head. But I just thought that was a bit weak. Um, and I thought the fire hoses were a little bit wanky looking, if I'm honest. I sort of thought, how did you get killed or knocked out by a fire hose? But then I thought, like, the teacher's death was pretty grim, and I felt for her when she got non caved in two. It ended up like real no-holds-barred revenge, what, with a fire and everyone burning, what I can assume to be burning alive within, and then you had the car crash. Well, the car um, crash looked a bit shit, didn't it? it the was car a chase. Bit, and the... It was a little bit shit, I'll be <laughs> that, honest. That did let it down a little um, bit for me. It went from, like, really fucking good to pretty poor looking yeah. car crash but i thought it did a good a good job i suppose of showing what was going on in her mind against what was actually happening because you got the scene where the teacher's appearing to laugh which then leads her on to killing the teacher yeah and it's the own it's the poison that her mum's put in her head that everyone will laugh at her and i felt quite sorry for the teacher and it's so well i found it weird because it's like an advocate like a film um for sticking up for the bullied people and you sort of I was right behind her then, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you bully her, you fucking get your comeuppance, you bastards. Um, and she sort of be- grew into herself. She went to the prom, she became prom queen, and you was like, really, yeah, she's got there. And then you make the bullied teen kill the ones that were pick- like almost sticking up for her mm. through that. And it it really played with my mind, and I was sort of thinking, Jesus, that like she has killed the people who were sticking up and putting their necks on the line for her through her mum psychologically damaging her it's really i thought it was really cleverly written actually yeah the um dream sequence ending even though it's the the sort of final scene of the big three mm. for me um even though it's been done a thousand times since it's become a staple mm. of of a lot of horror films this was one of the first to give the dummy ending if oh, really? not the first yeah okay. yeah so um or like of a, a big film but yeah one of the first ones yeah sort of set the trend yeah um so it would have been quite groundbreaking seeing that um in in 1976 yeah yeah and i thought it was a i mean it's one of those, it was a good solid ending, I suppose. Um, it let you know that Sue was still alive and she was sort of the and one. And Tommy that, was dead. And Tommy was dead, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's sort of cleared up a few ends and it was a good one. I, I 
like I say, I think it was a great way to end it. And I mean, they, I don't suppose, I, did they bring out a carry two? Did she, she, she do anything? Did they? I do. I some mean, moron uh, make one where she did. Probably. She didn't actually die, but it was a nice way to end it. Like, I know we keep saying it's not a horror and she wasn't a horror villain as such, but they could have easily have tried doing this where they carried on bringing it, but to actually make it a little standalone one and not to it. I know, according to Stephen King and I suppose to everyone else, because people would have read the book, I haven't read the book, but it's a different ending to what's in the book. Yes, um, the, the, and this he actually anyway. preferred the movie's ending. To it's an ongoing joke, isn't it? That he, he can write a great book, but a shit ending, yeah. and they change the ending. Yeah, this um, was one of the only things that was changed, really. Yeah, end. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I say I just forgot how much I liked it and how solid it was. Okay, you got a score on it, mate. I I got seventy eight. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've got eighty. Okay. It's got quite a bit of nostalgia for yeah. for me. This one, I watched this one. Um, quite young and yeah. Um, and yeah I, I mean I wish I'd watched it more yeah. it's sort of one of those where um, once you sort of know what happens at the end again I mean with any film um, it was quite shocking to see first time yeah. um, but it's, it's like I say it's not ruined by, by no, watching I'll it say I've probably gone a bit tight there I probably could have gone up to an 80 like you but I've gone 78 but good solid film I really enjoyed it okay. thank you very much Miriam yeah cheers for that lovely lovely yeah. Miriam um, okay you watched anything else mate yes mate back of my eyelids a lot right yeah I had a few naps even got to one day where I had an appetizer before I had a nap right and I just set myself up for a nap it was lovely because you know it was snowing outside I was trying to force myself but Walk the Line was on so I rewatched that that was on t- movie channel right 85 on that's great film isn't right. it? Yes, and no. then last night mate in bed I watched the David Arquette documentary did you yeah <laughs> mate that was fucking brilliant <laughs> it's good, isn't it, it was fucking brilliant it was awesome <laughs> yeah, I, know, yeah. I put it on and I was like oh I don't know if I'm going to make all of this right. I want to watch it again it was great right, okay. it was really really it's good it's good wasn't it and he yeah. died yeah, for fun F- it's fair play like, he's proper fucked up bless him he's real like he's got issues mm. And he battles his demons. But he went from basically... He's basically done what you've done. He went from, like, having a belly <laughs> and looking a little bit unhealthy. <laughs> and he's really sort of looked after himself and bought himself around. And he really went into it, like, both feet. And he's turned out... And he, he looks quite ripped for... Because when it first started, he was dancing around with his belly out. I was like, this is a little bit embarrassing. But he really worked fucking hard. He, he did his dues, nearly died... Do you think that if you had the money, you'd get a wrestling ring put in your garden no. and have a go? Would you not? No, I remember. I mean, you would frown at this, but I remember watching Geordie Shaw, which is a <laughs> terrible TV program, <laughs> and they did it to Mexico Cancun, I think it was. And one of them, they tried this Mexican wrestling, yeah, and he come off the rope and dislocated his knee. Right, and that's exactly what I would do. Right. <laughs> um, and I'd, my body wouldn't take it, but right. he was brilliant. That's and good. I actually was watching it in full things like. The bloke can wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Like he was doing all Top them. Top 500 in, in, in 2019. He really pulled it through, and I think he did come to a lot of critics and stick his fingers up. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to see him in some more movies. They hated I'd, when he started as well. Yeah. They did hate him for yeah. what he did. Well, when it kicked off in that restaurant, <laughs> I was good, like, Jesus. But I quite like him as an actor. I know yeah. he's been given some shit roles, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in a... Okay. In a few more, there hopefully he gets a little bit of a break. So you enjoyed that? I did. I loved it. It right. was brilliant. Well, mate. Good, it was it? really good. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. How about right. you then? Mate? I've watched. Uh, I've watched a couple of TV. I've I watched the Pacific. You ever seen that? The yep. war one. 
Um, it's, it wasn't as good as I remember. Okay. Got to be honest. I mean, it's still pretty horrific. Yeah. Uh, and I watched Band of Brothers. I'm watching that again. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just, I've been sitting and watching it in bed the last few days. Um, uh, I watched Snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a motherfucking Snakes plane. Snakes on a motherfucking plane. Sorry, I got that wrong. Yeah. Uh, 68 on that. Okay. Still quite a good fun. Yeah, it? it is. But, uh, but yeah, a bit too much TV okay. this week. So I've been watching a few films sort of for homeworks and that that I can't really right. mention sort of okay. going forward just to Ooh, check them out for you. But uh, yeah, there you go. Cool. All right, do you want nice to move one. on? Yes, mate. Okay, mate, this is the next section. This is the section that we have to call Homework. homework. Okay, so this is the section where we give each other films that we love and the other one hasn't seen in the hope of uncovering hidden gems. What did you give me? (laughs) I gave you a film that's currently 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, 1 hour, 39 minutes long build as a biography crime drama. With a synopsis of when disgraced New York Times reporter Michael Finkel meets accused killer Christian Longo, who has taken on Finkel's identity, his investigation morphs into a game of cat and mouse. Starring James Franco, Jonah Hill and Felicity Jones. Grossing $5.2 million. I can't find a budget on it. It's 2015's True Story, which we're not going to concentrate too much on how different the story is from what we saw. (laughs) If I'm honest, mate, I didn't really take to it. So I didn't really care. I've got to be honest. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, I like the performance of the two leads within the constraints of the script, if that makes sense. I didn't particularly find any of the dialogue that interesting okay um and i didn't really like any of the characters okay they were both dislikable yeah i believe that the i mean from what i have looked at i believe because i didn't actually even though it's called true story didn't actually realize it was a true story till i looked because it's not that interesting do you not think no see i've got the book of this i've not opened it yet i've not read it um and i actually when i watched it i was like oh I'd like to know more about this. And right. What I wanted to know was why he carried on the relationship with him, what motivation he had for that, because I would have just gone to the bloke, fuck you, left him to rot in prison. Right. He seemed to come across, or the character portrayed, seemed to come across as just someone who was just out to make himself and, and be known. Yeah. So that's probably, for me, why. I just thought they were dislikable. One was obviously a lying journalist, and one was a he serial killer. He was really killer. talented, wasn't he? He was right. Well, I know yeah. he... he made a mistake on one Pem- thing I don't yeah, know it should I'd- be punished I'm not saying it shouldn't but it's annoying that he did it because I think he had the talent to actually be a mm. good journalist because I thought I read that it wasn't the first time he'd taken liberties okay so well, I'll find out hopefully yeah. whether or not I think he well, won't be in his own book though would it well I don't know I'm right. hoping so I hope he sort of owns up to everything okay. but- well, I like James Franco as an actor, got yep. to be honest. Uh, I thought the script held him back, though. Um, I just, Like I said, I just didn't find it that interesting. Ultimately, he just used his name to evade capture. Then that was all that linked him, yep. wasn't it, really? Well, yeah, to a point. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that was it. Yeah. But he's, he's obviously chosen him. Yeah, but I mean, because he, he liked the name. In, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you reckon? Yeah, well, yeah, I think he'd obviously... I thought he said that he just... Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, maybe he manipulated him yeah. there a little bit. I thought it was overall a movie about personal redemption. Yeah. 
And it did have a bit of cat and mouse in the dialogue, but it wasn't much really outside of their meetings. And I did read that there was quite a few artistic licenses taken, so like the wife's visit yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, I was surprised when I watched that because I was thinking, surely they wouldn't let her in. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed um, Felicity Jones yeah. as an actress. Yeah. I don't mind her. Um, and I enjoyed the fact that James Franco was sort of portraying him. He, he had those little winks. When he knew he was lying, the and he cheeky was, bits, yeah, and I, I, I quite liked that bit. There wasn't really enough in the courtroom, and I mean, his story did keep me guessing a little bit, but I just didn't find it interesting. Okay, I mean, I went looking for this one. Um, I watched a little YouTube video about Jonah Hill, and people were slagging him off, saying, "Oh." You're not fed up being the funny fat man, and you can see that he's actually affected by this. And I think he's sort of trying to forge an acting career in Hollywood, and he's fucked off with being taken as a joke actor. And he does a great job at all that. Um, and there was a comment made by Brad Pitt where he was a bit of a bastard, really. Like he said, "We'll bet Jonah Hill." And he went, "No, I want a serious actor." And he said it in front of him, and he genuinely looked like someone had kicked a puppy. It was horrible to oh. watch. And Leonardo DiCaprio has come to his defence a bit and said, look, when he was working on Wolf of Wall Street, I couldn't think of anyone more serious, more home to his craft, etc., etc. So I thought I'd try and find a serious role from him. And I thought he was actually good in a serious role. I, I mean, a I bit morose, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind the actual um, or either of them. Yeah. But um, I just didn't find the story nor the script really that interesting. Okay. With what they were given, as I said before, I like the performances of the two leads within the constraints of the script. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, um, that the fact that they took quite a few artistic licenses meant that the director knew that the story was a little bit boring yeah. to some people. Okay. I've only got 41, mate, I'm afraid. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I did, I've got not much to work with as the true story of true story was uninteresting, um, unfortunately, for me, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair, don't so, All right? Yeah. So I gave you a 1988 film directed by Frank Oz, starring Steve Martin, Michael Caine, Glenn Headley, Anton Rogers and Barbara Harris, running time of 110 minutes, box office of $42 million, don't have a budget, 7.4 on IMDb, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of... Two con men try to settle their rivalry by betting on who can swindle a young American heiress out of $50,000 first. I gave you 1988 Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, you did. I um, read the synopsis of this before I watched it. Yeah. And I watched a few sh- short clips. Right. And I, t- I, t- I was like, this ain't going to be for me, this, mate. <laughs> you know. But I had real great fun watching this, right? right. Um. It came off a pretty shit day. I'd had a bit of a shit day. Um, had funeral coming up. Um, had a crap day, and I was just a bit down in the dumps, and was like, "Fucking, I'm kind of done the day." And it was a perfect film to lighten it. And I actually, I haven't laughed at a film like this for a long time. I really, really got it. Um, I thought Steve Martin was complete genius in this. And I'm not a huge Steve Martin fan. I like, I like him. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm all right, but he wears a bit thin for me sometimes. Right. But this was this was like um, Will Ferrell's um, stepbrothers or Will Ferrell's elf. I thought he was written for this film. Yeah. It was fucking great. Ruprecht. <laughs> the Ruprecht scenes, mate, was just <laughs> so funny. I tried to get... Do you remember, I think, I, when you were doing yeah. impressions, I was talking about getting you to do Ruprecht. Yeah, I think but, I might have done it. I'm not yeah, actually sure. I don't think sure. you did, you? No. Um, 
Not well, anyway, certainly. But it was brilliant. I, even Michael Caine I was really impressed with. Um, I thought his character was probably my favourite character in the way it was written. Because even at the point where they were screwed over, he was standing there smiling. And he sort of admired what had happened. And he was just a happy-go-lucky character. I know he was screwing people over, but he weren't vindictive. He just had... It sort of had fun with it. He's like an old-school villain, isn't he? Yeah. Like an old-school villain, like it just He's always of, confident he's going to get that one up. Yeah, yeah. But when he doesn't, he appreciates yeah. the fact that he's got caught, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was sort of admiring the situation. I think, like, you could almost see him go, fair play, fair play. That was well done. And there was, like, the, a lot of the scenes were just... There's so many great scenes in this, which is brilliant and the one-upmanship throughout of them trying to do each other over that's the main thing is the oh, one-upmanship it's just brilliant whatever stitching Steve oh, Martin and that up. Yeah, it's brilliant. fantastic <laughs> um i mean the roulette scene was fucking amazing admin the tr- like the training scene where they had him doing the bits i, I, I like it when he's actually his doctor <laughs> he's brilliant <laughs> he's got those legs and he's like eating his legs yeah, and that. smacking it with a cane <laughs> and he's thinking <laughs> No, no, still nothing. Um, it was gr- like, when he was training him. I thought Steve Martin was at his best. Yeah, because um, he was almost like uh, like a Jim Carrey type actor in it, where he was playing up. We did go like a spoof. Have you seen the Jerk? Which is like a spoof. This it's is one of my favourites. Yeah, this is someone put forward for one of the polls, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's one of my favourites, Steve Martin's, okay. uh, because it's it's more of a spoof. Uh, you probably, I don't I'm know, you probably would like it. No, no, it's spoofies. But it's spoofies, sort of that's that's where I sort of remember Steve Martin. Yeah, I, even in I think I knew a lot. I was going to like it. Was the initial train scene when he sort of double crosses him and does stuff like that, and I think this is going to be good. And then when he they're looking for the Ferrari and he turns up and they just cannot shake this bloke off. Um, it was great. They seemed to get their currency mixed up quite a lot. They kept sort of saying stuff in dollars when they was in France. Right. And they was even putting dollars on the roulette table when you're in France. <laughs> I thought the ending was great. I thought um, when I was giving ahead, but it, I think this could have almost materialised into another film. And my question is, did it? Because I don't know. No. No, because it was one of them. It's almost like an Ocean's Eleven type thing where they sort of did the heist and then they brought them together at the end, and them three could have carried on, I think, doing another film. And I don't believe won. it, did it? I don't no. believe there was number two. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really good. His Australian accent, not so much, but he had a go. I thought the energy from Steve Martin, he must have been fucking knackered after filming a day on this. He was just brilliant. I sussed the double cross bit uh, with the woman being a jackal very early when she come in. But that didn't hamper the enjoyment of it. I just thought it was pretty obvious. But I enjoyed the time in between with her playing the game and waiting for them to catch on. Um, I thought it was really, really, really well written. I really enjoyed all the little nuances on it. I'll say the Ruprecht scenes were just fucking brilliant. Like, hell, they kept a straight face film them, I don't know. No, I've got a bit of a weird admission on it. It's, it's a strange one because there's very, very little I can thought about it. Very, very little. But at the same time, I can't give it a huge, huge score. I don't know whether it's because these films are generally not my bag, but the humour in it was so clever and well choreographed and written without overdoing the joke. I normally get tired of the jokes in films like this. I sort of think, yeah, I've seen it. But they was all fresh and they weren't overused and they was new. And yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it, mate. But I'm going to go, I've gone for 83. Okay. Well, that's still quite hard. I think it's a decent score. Yeah. Like, but just, do you know what I mean? I can't, I can't 
I don't think I can find many faults in it. Okay. But at the same time, I can't go, oh, it's a 90, it's a 90. But the humour was there and it was a true comedy and I really enjoyed it and it really brought me, sort of really brought me up that night. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, I'm so pleased. you will be pleased. Yeah. That's, uh, she was surprised you hadn't seen it. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. what you got for me next week, mate? I've got you a film, mate. It's currently 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's 15, 2 hours, 10 minutes. With your favourite again, build as a biography comedy drama. With a synopsis of, in 2006, 2007, a group of investors bet against the US mortgage market. In their research, they discover how flawed and corrupt the market is. Starring Christian Bale, Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling, with a $28 million budget grossing $133 million. This was 2015's The Big Short. Right, me. Okay. Right. I mean, Jill's in it, I think. Yeah. Obviously up Jill's alley. She's in banking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. I'll have a look at that. Yeah. See if I... Everyone uh... loves a film about banking. <laughs> yeah, well, this one's obviously... It uh, should be quite good. should yeah. be. It's not... It doesn't make bankers out to be... Very nice, does it? Mm. So it's all good. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you just a bit of a chance based on the fact that you uh, didn't quite like the other one from this director. 2015 film directed by S. Craig Zola, starring Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, Lily Simmons, Richard Jenkins, Catherine Morris, Sid Haig, David Arquette and Fred Melamed. Running time of 132 minutes, budget of $1.8 million with a box office of only $481,000, 7.1 on IMDb, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes with a synopsis of In the dying days of the Old West, an elderly sheriff and his posse set out to rescue their town's doctor from cannibalistic cave dwellers. I'm giving you 2015's Bone Tomahawk. My old mate David Arquette. Yeah, I know. So yeah. what film didn't I like from this crazy? Brawling solo? Cell Block 99. Okay. Okay. I didn't didn't hate it, did I? Okay. Well, this is his first one okay. that I saw. And yeah. uh, and this is probably my favourite, if okay. I'm honest. So, uh, so, yeah, let's see what happens. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, 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 a bit of a Western. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> like a Western. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay then, mate. So, uh, what are we doing next week? For oh, me? are we telling anyone? Are we telling? Are we keeping it a secret? It's up to you, mate. It's <laughs> up to you. Oh, oh. Should we get them excited? Okay. Right. We've decided we need a bit of fun. Right. We need to lighten the mood. Right. Um, we got Mr. P. Yeah. Goes on about a film a lot, and we was like, "Fuck it. Why not? It is gonna be shit. I am gonna <laughs> hate every fucking minute about it." But. It should be funny, right? What? It should be funny because yeah. you're going to love it. Yeah. I'm clearly going to fucking hate it. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. What can go wrong? So we're going to watch Norbit. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> all these all these uh, movie podcasts out there going, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about how David Finch has done this and we've done that. We're doing Norbit. <laughs> and I'm fucking looking forward to it yeah. as well. Why not? So there you Let's go, Mr. Go. P. Yeah. Maybe Mr. P can send us in and tell us why he loves Norbit. Yeah. Just in a few sentences. Yeah. What he loves about it. Yeah. Okay, then. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so after that, mate, do you want to reiterate how people can contact us on the socials? Yes, they can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Excellent. Okay, then, mate. Sorry about everything again today. So uh, sorry, Sue, about that and the whole thing again. <laughs> Fucked it again. Anyway, I've got some tables I need to wait. Have you? Yeah, I need to go and get the checks ready for them. Sorry. I mean, you do look like a waiter. I was thinking more John Wick, but, you know, waiter. <laughs> Is that what you've done? Is that yeah, why you dressed up? Yeah, I'm like John Wick. Yeah, really? I've got my pistol. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay then, mate. Right, well, I'm going to leave you. I have the yeah. wooden stairs to Bedfordshire because it's mm. fucking freezing, I imagine, in the hut. Yeah. Oh. 
would have been, mate, if I didn't have to dial for a funeral and I could have got the uh, heaters on very early. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, hopefully you've stayed in the 100% club and you haven't yeah. turned off within the first couple of minutes because that don't count for listening <laughs> to all of it. Um, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thanks again. See you later. Say goodbye, have Mark. A great week. Goodbye, Mark. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. This joke is shit. Steve, do you know how they um, keep track of sheep? No. No, they use barcodes. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh far more than it should have done, mate. <laughs> I know it's childish. Far more than anyone. Yeah. I imagine, I don't think there's anyone over seven that's laughed at that. No, but I, no. I found it too funny. Okay, I mean, I'm sure someone will. Oh, you know that bit that you said at the start? Yeah. About the jokes being shit. Yeah. You know, I'm going to splice that at the front of every fucking joke now <laughs> for the rest of your no, life. I reckon Glenn's going to love that one. Okay. <laughs>